This message is brought to you by Discover. Did you know that you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection, the latest innovation from Discover? Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And they'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com forward slash online privacy protection. Welcome to Dear Young Queen, the podcast. I feel like I should have my drink too. Yeah, it was. Is that the call? That's the call. That's the new call. Yeah. All right, ladies, ladies, it's time. It's time. It's gather, time. Gather, gather, gather. <laughs> gather around. <laughs> Let us tell you a story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Lex. Yes. You got Callie in your drinking? That's, this is not her Lex. brand anymore. What well, is in her cup? Kellyanne, darling, welcome to Casa Lex. Thank you. This is what I call a very nice. Mm, very nice. Very nice. You're getting it is very nice. It is very nice. <laughs> is it very nice? It's very nice. Very nice and refreshing, correct? Yes. Yeah. Raspberry lemonade, muddled raspberries, ginger, beer, and cement. No alcohol? Well, we have alcohol. Oh. <laughs> Okay. We do. We are actually drinking Amanyaki. It's a black-owned, locally black-owned gin that is strawberry-infused. Mm. This is just a little a little light for, you know, daytime vibe. I'm not going to lie. I was a little scared when you said you were putting gin in a drink. Yeah. I was like, I'm actually a little worried for both of you guys because yeah. I say people who drink gin, they don't care about their lives. Ooh, <laughs> I'm so like, this is a rough drink. A little bit. <laughs> It smells usually smells like paint thinner. Yeah, oh, I'm not yeah, a gin like, girl. Like I'm Christmas. It's like, why does yes, it smell like a Christmas like tree? Piney. Like Yeah, you're drinking a Christmas tree. It just seems yeah. weird. It's, but you made Kalyana mocktail. Mm-hmm. That Absolutely. Is giving the same very nice vibes. Yeah, so without the Christmas tree. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you're not a gin drinker, you could definitely do like a vodka or a Blanco tequila. I would pair with that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Girl, this is it. I'm yes, not going to lie to you. It's the muddled berries for me. You like that? Uh, trying to get it through the straw. That's yeah. my favorite part. It's <laughs> like extra it's like a game. pop of surprise. We like a little yeah. pucker up. But yeah, yeah. It works. God, I'm struggling drinking through a straw right now. Mm. I had a little you lip procedure. I can't. A little tricky. Did you? Yeah. I'm halfway through a, a lip lift. Really? So the first part is Botox, uh-huh. where they freeze the muscles here because what it is is my smile is so gummy. Mm hmm. My top lip is strong as fuck. So it, it, it restricted. So they freeze the muscles really? so that I can't pull it up. And so the second part is a filler. Mm-hmm. And so then you have the lift and then the fill. Oh. But they told me I wouldn't be able to drink out of a straw. I was like, yeah, whatever. I can do anything. But like, I'm really. <laughs> you can't figure it out. Oh, boy. I can't because the muscles. That, that might be a problem. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. I have a problem if you can't suck. Before she left, she was like, all right, well, tonight, no intense kissing. She was like, no. Uh, you don't want me to give head. But this is only temporary. Yeah, no, no. It was just for the We're 24 sure. hours right okay. after. Okay. Yeah, okay. but I have thought about know. whether or not my skills will be different. That has <laughs> crossed my mind. I'm not going to lie to you. But, you know, in my older age, though, I have to admit, I've slowed up on that anyway. I feel like. I'm like, I'm married. No, I do. Yeah. Get it going. Yeah, well, you got to keep your marriage alive. Yeah. I just feel like I, as I get older, I want to do less work. Mm, I can understand and that. And so, especially in courting, it's like court me now. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah like, for sure. You could just yeah. say no, no sex until we're married. Oh, that's a thought. <laughs> that's a thought. <laughs> that's a thought. That would take 
Ding. A lot for me. Willpower, I know it's hard, but yeah. I mean, I'm glad I'm married, so I don't have to think about that because yeah, uh, that sounds yeah. awful. Well, <laughs> I guess this is the perfect time to introduce this married queen. <laughs> this married queen. This boy mom queen. Yes. This Trinidadian queen. Oh. Yes. This creative queen. And this Mormon queen. I'll take it. Is that the right right term? I mean, we're supposed to say Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or LDS, but (laughs) that's long. So I still say Mormon, too. I mean, our apostles said not to say it because it has bad connotations, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it's easier. Yeah, so that title doesn't define you. But there are a lot of other titles that also define you. So you know when a queen got a lot of titles, we like to read it so we don't mess it up. Yes. Okay. So (laughs) she is... A Florida-based, but also Utah-based at this point, it's feeling like. I call Sky-based. Okay. Sky-based. And my husband's name is Sky, too, so it just works. Right. It works out. (laughs) Stylist, the creative director for Counterpoint, which is the private label brand for the Utah Jazz. Mm. And she's also the founder of the shop Miami. Yes. She spent 14 years building Dwayne Wade into the style icon that he has become. And has forged a link between the one separate worlds of sports and fashion. She's a whole part of the movement that actually turned your tunnel into a, a runway. runway. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, she has worked with clients including Usain Bolt, Nicki Minaj, Jordan Clarkson, D-Nice, Rajon Rondo, Chandler Parson, Carly Vuitton. I'm running out of breath. Yes, yes. We love and more. Some things. Yes, yes. Not just personal clients. She's done a lot of brand work also. Working with brands like Chase, TNT, Tom Brown, Dior, Hublot, D Square, Dick Sporting Good, Disney, Air Jordan, Toyota, Johnny Walker, Puma, the rest of y'all gonna have to write a check to us too for giving you the shout out. <laughs> but honestly, it's her, her artistic insight, it's her determination, it's her drive, it's her spirit that captures people. Mm. It's magical. I've seen it. You've seen it. Absolutely. We are honored. To have you sitting here for so many reasons. This resume is definitely one of them. Well, thank you. No, I'm honored to be here amongst two queens. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Now, we could go to your gram. We could research you. We can see all your styling work. But right now, you have some new focuses. Yeah, I actually don't put that much styling work on there anymore. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't want my work to necessarily define me. I like for people to want to know me and not just what I do or who I do it for because you find a lot of those people like gravitating towards you because of who you know and, you know, what you can potentially get them. So Mm -hmm. I try Mm -hmm. not to put that out there. It's like, this is me. Either you see my light or you don't. That's right. That's right. But you have some focuses right now. Yeah. I see you on the gram promoting the shop. I just saw a big all-star I pop up at the shop. the shop. Yes. Please, yes. can you tell us about the shop? Your little baby, I my, feel like. It is my baby. Yes. And just like all children, I mean, it has taken me on a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, so the shop Miami started as an idea with Dwayne to bring brands to Miami. Because people tend to not think of Miami as a fashion like place. And so it was like, hey, Brands come to Miami, yes. test out the market. I have a 6,300 square foot space where- Beautiful space. Oh, thank you. They're Centrally located too. In Wynwood, yes. like <laughs> where, everything is. Is, where everything is happening. Uh-huh. Um, so we do your sales, your inventory, the point of sale, each space you can design part of it. And it's just each room tells a different story. So mm-hmm. it's really a place for brands to come in and really like tell their story. So when you think about- Smaller indie brands, whatever that retailer is doing, they could they take like you know maybe two, three, four SKUs, but you don't really get to tell your story, mm-hmm. and especially for brands of like color that you know we're not represented on the sales floor. Absolutely, 
like at all. So I like to work with brands of color and it's just really a chance to come to Miami, experience Miami, but also like not have to deal with all of the headaches that you usually have to deal with when you're opening your own pop-up. Mm. Yeah, what is like, so what is that? Securing the space, securing doing the, the build space, out, like, the everything. marketing, getting people the in there. The, in yeah, just, just, just the actual space itself. The build out usually costs a lot of money too. And then depending on how much you invest in it, how long do you want to be there and getting all the people there. So because we have 20 different spaces, each brand almost feeds off of each other. So you don't have to worry about having to have all the people there because you might be next to a brand that people are coming for, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you get that exposure get just that exposure. by being in the same space. Yeah. And so we were able to take that to Salt Lake City for All-Star Weekend. Which so we was did, very genius. Uh, I mean, it just made, it made so much sense because in Utah, the one thing, as much as I love it, there's not shopping there. Like there are best I have, I have, I have witnessed that is Nordstrom's. We have a Louis and a Nordstrom's. That's like, that's it. We still got Dillard's y'all. We still got Dillard's. Like, I can't hold you. It's not until you leave a major city and go to like, the mall that you're like, whoa. Yeah. You like, thought you could just roll up and no, grab something. No, no there's no not. grabbing anything yeah. anywhere. So and even the Nordstrom's is like late. Oh, late. late. <laughs> I might, I might as well be in Sears. Yeah, like yeah. super delayed. Nordstrom's is not even Nordstrom. It's not like, the Nordstrom's at Aventura at not, all. It's not like so. So it was like, okay, you know, we know that we have people coming to Utah, and it was like, okay, we yeah. need shopping because yes. the one thing you do as a stylist, and I've done fourteen All Stars, I know that like sometimes you need something at last you, minute. Like you yes. absolutely need yes. something. So I was like, all right, something let me bring good. some of Miami favorites. So I brought the Webster. I brought. Oh, I love Market. the Webster. Shout yeah. out to like, the Webster. Yes, like I was like, okay. I got to have the designers and I have to have the luxury streetwear. And then I brought some of the locals. So there's this place, Thrifthood, which this actually where my shirt is from. They have it. the largest selection of jazz gear, like a vintage ga- jazz gear and a huge following. So we had them, um, Mitchell and Slam partnered with them to bring like throwbacks. And then we had Cactus Jack. So that's oh, Travis. Yeah, Spire. we love yeah. that. Yeah. And then Counterpoint, which is the jazz private label. So we had everyone there. Fly. Um, and it was just like an opportunity to show that the shop isn't only for Miami, Correct. but we can move anywhere, whether it's all-star Super Bowl, whether it's taking it to like Austin, Texas, like it can go South anywhere. South, so yeah, it's, it's really mobile. just, yeah, it's mobile. I, I feel like the space was actually just very warm and welcoming too. It's a journey. So it's set up it like is, a maze. So yeah. you get to like walk through it and experience it the way you want to experience yeah. it. Cause I know personally as someone who has been shopping for 14, 16 years of my life. I'm like, I don't even know how long I've been shopping. But it's like, I want to make sure that that experience is something that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I brought all of those years those of like elements. shopping yes. to make sure that it's something. The lighting, we have LED lighting that can change color. So if you want to tell a color story, we can do that. We have acrylic color panels and the panels are all white. So if you want to put some vinyls up on there, you can put vinyls up on there and then tell your story. Yeah. So it's like, how do we make it modular and change as much as possible to really allow that brand yeah. once again to own the space? It's dope because I think that that's the one thing with creative direction in general. That's what you do is tell stories through experiences. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. is all storytelling. Even yeah. in your fashion, even yeah. in your styling, you are always telling some sort of story. You say a lot without even saying a single Correct. word. Or even with movies, like a lot of times I'm like, you can take a movie right now and based on what we're wearing would tell you a lot about what time we're in. Mm-hmm. Like, And people overlook that. Sometimes it's actually what the people are wearing that says like, oh, 
this is the 80s. Oh, oh yes. Th- yeah, this is the 50s. Like, oh, these are blue collar workers. Yes. Oh, this yes. is a luxury moment. Yeah. Or, it oh. tells so much about a person and where they're from, like who they are. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. yeah, so wardrobe is very important. Even 50 Cent had that song, My Watch Talk For Me, My yeah. Whip Talk For oh, Me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> homie. Uh, what up, uh, homie? <laughs> yeah. That's true. It does it's speak high. for you. Sounds like a bunch of wins. I'm honestly, I am blessed, that's like highly amazing. favored. I have to, you know, no, that's thank right. God. But one thing we have learned sitting right here on this couch with all these women who are doing incredible things is that it wasn't always a win. There had to been some struggles and building out a 6300 I'm still struggling right now it's called money (laughs) it's called money it's called funds like black women are the least funded Mm. like group so we're the the least represented in almost everything we are the least protected the least funded so Mm -hmm. it's like that struggle to raise money and you would think like Oh, all these rich people, mm-hmm. all these athletes, these people that you have been there for and help their businesses help grow, their brand, uh-huh. their brands, <laughs> that, that they everything. would all just be willing to show up. And, and not everybody does. Like, I can honestly say, like, Dwayne has been a blessing because yeah. he partnered with me. Chris Paul partnered with me. Beautiful. But there's some other people that I'm like, oh, Okay, I see you. Yeah, um, yeah, all right, I've yeah. seen how much money you spend on things, so you can't right, it. But I can't, I can't count nobody's pockets. You know, yeah. do what you want with your money. But yeah, it's it's it is a shock that you you think like you're gonna share this great idea, and it's not to say that like I didn't have a bit like a full out business plan, mm-hmm. you know, deck with all the numbers and proof of the concept, yeah. and so like. Yeah, no. They, oh, that's a great job, Callie. And I'm like, oh. Or even getting like brands that I've broken where I'm like, hey, do you want to come in and, and you, yeah, and do this yeah, pop up? Just, and yeah, they're like, oh, who's going? Who's going to be next to us? And I'm like, did I ask you that question when I was breaking your brand on my guy? Right, right, did right. I? Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. Okay, okay, got it, got it. And it's just like one of these things where you yeah. have to like, all right, I'm gonna put that over there and Absolutely. just keep moving forward because. The one thing I do is win. So even though I'm a struggle and I may like bring my family in, my sister runs the store for me. I will ask for help when Mm -hmm. I need it. And the people Mm -hmm. who show up, I'm going to take it. Um, And we just keep moving forward. It's interesting, though. You learn a lot about people when you're when you're in the position to need their help. But honestly, when people don't show up, I feel like you actually learn more about you. Yeah. What you learn is that you were willing to show up regardless of whether it had a benefit for That's you. That's right. What you learn about you is that like, oh, no, I'm I'm dependable. Oh, people can count on me. Uh-huh. And it actually, it's like at the same time while you're learning others, you're like, oh, maybe I should have set a boundary at a time when I didn't set a boundary. And those learning lessons is like, yeah, they come from other people. Oh, But the real lessons come from you taking that self-reflection like, oh, all right, now I know who I can show up mm-hmm. for. But it's also like what you're capable of. You learn how much you can do. You're like, oh no, I can. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to push yep. and push, and because you know what, I want to succeed, and that's Absolutely. that like that desire, that want. It's almost like there's no other option there's, but success. Like absolutely. I don't know, I cannot fail because. What am I going to do if I fail? Like, well, you know? and, and the pressure that comes on is that now you're like, oh, shit, I have a rent to pay every month. <laughs> Pretty that, much. Not the household. That it, like, I have Ooh, to I pay grind. this. Whether somebody comes up to help or not, I have to find a way. And until you know what it is to struggle, till you mm-hmm. don't have a choice but to figure out how to make rent or how to cover your business expenses or whatever, you're not going to get creative. Oh, 
You won't figure out how to flex, how to create this opportunity, how to double back until you're in the moment where you are forced to. Yeah. And that's the thing I think that's so incredible for women, especially now that are starting these businesses without support, without funds or whatever. It is forcing us to be creative. Oh. Mm -hmm. What? Find a way to figure it out. Because guess what? Rent got to be paid. That's That's right. Find a way. It has to be. Sometimes, like, I'm like, all right, you know what? I really didn't want to do this job, but. I'm, gotta I'll do, do it. it. Yes. I'll do it. Yes. I'll, do it. Yes. I'll do the styling job. I, I did not want to, but you know what? I, I gotta pay. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta pay. I want my baby to grow. I want my baby to develop. Yeah. And if I have to make sacrifices just like you would for your own children, mm-hmm. you will for your business. That's right. And it's just uh, sometimes women get deterred and that will make them quit, stop and give up. And then other people, it'll, it'll push you. Mm-hmm. It really will. I know you recently had like a natural disaster. Like what the? F- yeah, yeah. So that 300 um, unit space that's being built next to me, one of their, like a form fell f- from their crane through my roof, which yeah. Talk about blessings that no one was there. Cause the next day we actually were supposed to have a meeting with, mm. for the city council, like the next day in that same room, it fell in. So whoo, look at God. And it wasn't that it just fell through the roof. It hit the sprinklers. So fire sprinklers just just keep going and going and going. Their job is to put out a fire. Put out a fire. And the fire department came and they were like, oh, no fire and left and then turn it off. So it just kept flooding. Like I get this phone call from my alarm company and they're like, your alarm is going off. Should we call the police? And I'm like, so I call my sister and I'm like, hey, check the cameras. And she's like, she's like, I can't get on the cameras. And I'm like, oh, crap. So then we call our security guy. He's like, wait, he's like. Oh yeah, call the police. There's someone in, like there's someone in there. There's stuff everywhere. So I'm like, oh crap, oh crap. Like yeah, call the police. And he goes, wait, hold on a second. Wait, there's water. And so then my sister gets on at the same time. She's like, wait, that's, that's Eric. And she's like, wait, the whole place is flooded. So it's like oh. flooded. All of the shoes, everything is like going through. And he's trying to like collect the stuff. And I have the most amazing landlords. I have to honestly, they have been when I'm talking about a blessing. They sent the um their handyman in. He was trying to like take care of things. And before I even got up there, the water mitigation people were in and mm. trying to like repair the space. But water is, water is a beast. Silent killer. Oh, it and is. it will, it's, you know, we are here because of water, yes. but it will also take everything from us. Yes, it yeah, will. We're going to get to the religion talk. <laughs> yeah, that water. Is, uh, I don't know, you read. Um, it's interesting though that as you said that, and I wasn't even thinking about going here, how our conversation got here, but you said your landlords are a blessing. And it's funny that while you're on these journeys to creating your own things or your businesses, the people that you think will be blessings may not be. And then you encounter new, what I'll call like angels, Mm -hmm. right? That's Mm -hmm. my mom. And they're like your little angels. Like you thought that you needed support in one way, not knowing that that place you needed support actually was in your landlords or the people that would be able to step in. Life just reveals those things to you. Slowly but surely. When I'm talking about blessings, they I have the best landlords yeah, in, that is in, a blessing. in the world. And usually people are like talking crap about their landlords. Yes, so I'm, yes. like, I'm like, no, they're yes. so amazing. And, and I think the people that I get into business with or that I work with, I look for people who are very like family oriented. The father is the owner and then the son does the finance and the other son is the real estate and the sister is the lawyer. Like they operate as a family. And I think they can relate to me and they can see like, okay, we understand that you are a small business because mm-hmm. although 
they were like the first people to build up Edgewater when people were like, mm. no way, there's no way. The- Edgewater's nice. Yeah. yeah it was crashing. Yeah. And he was like, no, I'm going to keep building. And he kept building it. Now people pay 10000 to live in a two-bedroom. <laughs> yeah, Yo, easy. Well, you want to talk about easy. regrets? I remember I was going to buy a place in downtown Miami for my 25th birthday. And I decided instead to take my girls to on a party. We had like an amazing party. You're not even friends with those bitches no more. Yeah. Well, the good thing, I, the good thing I, I actually am friends with them. So that's Yo, really, you like the best friends. No. Uh, so it was like, it was like my, I am friends. No, it's good. It's because it was my sister. It was my, like the girl who trained me Khalil you guys know Khalil oh, I, oh yeah you know, know Khalil yeah. Khalil yeah. um, so yeah, yeah the good thing is it was good people yeah. but the bad thing is I could have a lot more money in my pocket and I wouldn't need funding by anybody because I have my I own you, you remember what downtown Miami though. used to look like Trash. Like no one ever would be there at all. You leave as soon as you're I done. I grew up in Miami. Yeah. Like, I grew up it in was Miami. Bad. I left in two thousand and four mm. and I said, I will never come back to Miami. You can't pay me to come back to Miami. Yeah. This is a suckle of a place. Like, this is terrible. I'm never two thousand and twelve, I'm back I came back and I'm like, I love Miami. And, and now built roots, got like, married, had children, yes. like said, Oh nah, I'm here I'm now. Here. I'm yeah. here. People I'm keep trying to get here. me to move and I'm like yeah, no. No, I'm like right now redoing my whole house. I feel like it's a project you would enjoy. Um, yes, I do. And I tricked Sky into it because I was like, we're just going to redo the tile. But once the tile was up and I was like, let's just got the whole house. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Today, this morning, I was like, okay, Alfonso, we're breaking down that wall. We're just going to get rid of that arch. It doesn't make sense anymore. Just open the, just open the whole room. Like, <sighs> Sky's like, what the f-? Share your light with Michelle Obama and the Light Podcast. In this uplifting new Audible original series, Michelle Obama explores her belief that we all carry a light inside of us. Join the former first lady as she discusses how to kindle that flame so that we can face life's challenges. Hear her connect with incredible friends and favorite personalities like Oprah Winfrey, Ellen DeGeneres, Conan O'Brien, Tyler Perry, David Letterman, and so many more special guests. In each inspirational episode, you'll hear honest and important conversations about overcoming self-doubt, building support systems, tackling issues of race, gender, and visibility, and creating pathways for progress. It's the perfect podcast for today's hectic times. Michelle Obama brings the humor, sincerity, and compassion we all need. Go high even when the world feels low with the former first lady and the icons, artists, and thinkers you know and love. Listen free at the home of storytelling. Audible.com slash your light. Say hello to the Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I participate in McDonald's limited time only. I said at the start of the year, I wanted to wear everything in my closet and see how long I could go without repeating, like, and not buy anything else. I love this idea. My nanny I came like up with that. It. My nanny came up with it. She was like, you could probably just wear everything, like, you know, and not repeat. And I was like, you know what? Let me let me try, but I have to wait till my house is done because all my clothes so are like in storage. Oh, but, we haven't started yet. But when I do show my outfit, <laughs> oh, it's gonna be so amazing! In New York City, you can eat three square meals a day every day for 365 days and have not went to the same place twice. Oh wow, that's fun. They include like you know like little cafes Incredible. and bodegas and stuff for like sure. that. But nonetheless, you can eat three full meals. And never repeat in 365 days. That's you do the math. What is that? A thousand places to eat? Wow. Uh, insane. It's a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I want to take that task on and you take the fashion task on. Okay. See where we get. That's pretty good. 
So is New York where you find your first few clients and start working with your first athletes? So, yes, yeah, so New York is where I found styling because I went to FIT. So yep. I ended up going to FIT. Fashion Institute, Institute right? Technology, yep. And I didn't know about styling. Like when I moved to New York, I didn't know what a stylist was. I, th- mm. I went to New York thinking I would be like a buyer, but mm. buying is just like accounting with clothing or whatever product it yeah. is. And I was like, okay, I don't want to do this. And I couldn't, des- I didn't want to be a designer because I can't draw. So, and you know, now everybody, yeah, yeah, and yeah. now anyone can be a designer, but back then, no, you actually had to have yeah. like set some sk- kind of yeah, skills that you can like sketch things Absolutely. out. And I did a class, it was photo styling. So we did the production, the photography, the styling. And I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. This like, is- this is, this is for me. And of course, like in New York, you're trying to like connect with people. And finally I had the one of these like right place, right time moments where I was at Marquee on Halloween, just randomly sober. I was like just taking a break and everybody was wasted. And I'm like, this is so not fun. Like I remember like Vin Mm. Diesel was there, Little X was there. Like it was the party to be at. And I was just like, I want to go home. This is like, I can't get bumped by, you know. One more drunk. One more (laughs) drunk white person. Ultimately, because they were dancing off beat. Like I'm the only person on beat and I'm sober. Like this ain't fun. So me and my girl leave. She's like, all right, let's cool. Let's go. And then, we get in the car and she's like, I use the bathroom. And I'm like, you could go. <sighs> okay. She's like, and so I pull back around. She goes in, comes back out. She's walking out with this guy, this, like this dude. And I'm like, oh, girl, no. that's why we came back. Right. Like, you I'm, held me up for this. Like, I'm like, what Here are we, we doing? So she, I'm like, who is this? And she's like, he like, he's a photographer. He was with Lil X. And I'm like, oh, hi. Like you <laughs> know, all of a sudden, cause who didn't have a crush on Lil X? Like who that did not like, like like everyone had a crush on him. Yeah, sure so did. I'm like, oh, hi. Whatever. He introduced himself. Um, it was Jonathan Mannion. Do you know Jonathan Mannion? Yes. yes. So Jonathan Mannion. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, I want to be a stylist. So we exchange information. He happened to have just done Shaggy's music video. Like mm. that was his first music video that he ever directed. He introduced me with the first people I did an internship with. And that's where I met Kalila. And that's how I got started was doing an internship and working my butt off. You have to do the things that you have to do so yes. you can do the things that you want, want to, to do. do. And like an interning, like I think that is the most valuable. Like people are like, am I getting paid? I'm like, I am paying you with knowledge. There's no school that is going to teach you what I am going to teach you, what I am giving you my years of experience to make sure that you're successful. Those contacts, the connections, like those are so much more valuable. And I mean, you see the difference between the people like the Lena's who put in the time, who interned and then was an assistant and she learned the craft. And that's why she's able to work for herself right now. because She knows how to build those relationships. She knows how to go into a store, how you're supposed to treat the clothing when you borrow it from a brand, how you're supposed to, like, the way you send an email, the way you package it is Mm -hmm. so much. Like, people think anyone can be a stylist. No. 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 Now in today's world, because people are, people just wear whatever, but it's like, it's actually a craft. Like, you have to learn the craft. So now, you know, you're 14 years into this game. Do you see a difference? In the people that now want to become stylists versus the people that you worked with or even when you wanted to be a stylist. Oh, 100%. Like even finding an actual intern now, it's like no one wants to intern. Like I used to have five people interning at any given time that to be my assistant. Now it's like... Everybody's like, they don't want to do that. They don't want to do it. They want to be want, a stylist. They want to make. Yeah. yeah. How long do I have to do this? I'm like. You have to build clients, grind. And there's also so many facets of styling. Like yeah. you can go from, it can be personal. You can have 
athletes, you can have celebrities, you can have regular people, mm-hmm. you can do movies. You Damn near can have influencers now, probably. Yeah, oh. like everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and infl- oh, that, I'll pay you with a post. Mm. Boo, my, my landlord don't take <laughs> I can't pay him in likes. And my baby can't in get likes. bread with your likes. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't work that way. And and so that's where it's like, it's the, the world is different. It's yeah. so different now where I'm like, I I don't even know how y'all are doing. Like, how are y'all paying bills? Like Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega Veneta. At eBay, it's real. Or it's getting the fake out eBay's team of luxury authenticators are making sure you never get faked over again. Watches inspected by watch aficionados. Sneakers checked by legit sneakerheads. Handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs. And jewelry in the scope of expert gemologists. These authenticators are leaders in their fields with meticulous eyes, making sure your piece arrives as authentic as your style and worthy of your collection. As experts, they know the true difference between a real and a fake. Real carries that rare, distinguished feel. The weight of pure platinum, the exquisite scent of Togo leather, the tight stitching on a pair of dunks, the brilliance of real diamonds. So rest assured, your Rolex moves just like a Rolex should, and that colorway on your Jordan Royales will always be on point. The details, inspected. The fakes, rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. Well, I gotta ask you, miss one of the people credited for transforming that tunnel into a runway. You guys added a whole thousand dudes per year of clients to this world. Right? Yeah. And up with that came thousands of stylists. And truth be told, athletes were not a clientele for wardrobe stylists. Oh, no. No one wanted to dress them because, one, they were too big. Like it just You couldn't find... You couldn't find yeah. nothing. Yeah. When I started working with Dwayne, I remember the largest size shoe that you could really find in was a size 12. Yeah. Mind mm-hmm. you, he wore a size 14, so yeah. I'm not sure how, what we was doing. Um, taking a speed up. <laughs> he, he was taking insoles out, yes. yeah. <laughs> um, and then side clothing? No way you were walking into a store. Like, we had to educate the brands and tell them, like, no, no, no. These guys, they have money. You see them. They're forward-facing. Like, people want to be athletes. And I remember doing an 11-page presentation to explain why Dwayne should be front row at Fashion Week Mm -hmm. in Milan and Paris. Yeah. Like, nobody was front row. Now we see guys left and right front row. Yeah. No one was front row. What do I look like putting a six-foot black man at the front row of my fashion show? Six-foot. Six, 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 four, six, five. That's six, what I'm saying. Yeah. And then they realize, like, oh, these big black men look good in clothes. They do. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, oh, they are actual hangers. Like, they are. And they want to purchase it. Yes. And Hello. My biggest mistake, I would say, is that I educated the brands, but I didn't educate the players. That is mm. where I would say, like, if I had to go back and do it again, I would do it simultaneously so that the players knew their value. Absolutely. Instead of now, it's like, yeah, they're, they're spending all this money and a lot of them aren't realizing like, no, 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 you have a brand. Like they yeah, should absolutely. be sending you stuff and if they're not willing to send you stuff, then, then you don't, don't wear them. It. Don't wear it, don't yeah. tag it, don't, don't buy it. Don't nothing. Yeah. Like I have a three ask rule. If you tell me no three times, we aren't supporting. You will not get my money. Mm-hmm. You will not get any of my clients' money. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and I just won't do it. Like I have actually lost clients because they're like, why can't we wear it? So I'm like, I'm not supporting that brand. I'm sorry. If you want to do it, you can go wear it on your own, but I will not buy it. Yeah. So I'm not putting it together. Yeah. It's not just about putting on clothes. Once again, it's like, don't let the outfit wear you. Like you have to decide what are you representing? Like, what is your brand? 
making sure that your selection, that your choices, that the brands you're working with are sending that message. And then partnering with brands that also support the things that you support, like that they're not just taking, that they're also giving back. Yes. Yes. So, so like, let's say Balenciaga. Right? <laughs> oh, you just said, let's just go Balenciaga. Yeah, like, let's just throw out a brand like that that yes. has had so much controversy behind it, but also probably produces the best-sized items for I, men that size. I stopped su- supporting Balenciaga probably about seven, eight years ago because they really? said no to all my guys, and I'm like, okay, so well, why? Mm, like, and even Usain Bolt, he still said no. And this is, like, to big things. This is, like, GQ Man of the Year. It's not mm. like I'm asking for, like... <laughs> Yo, he going to the homie party. I'm like, no, this dude is like, He's going to be on the carpet. He's going to be he's on the carpet. He's going to be photographed. He's going, yeah. Like, and he is he's a big- an ex-time Olympian. Yeah. A world, yeah. That's a world Wait, champion. I mean, the fastest the man The fastest man alive. Like, <laughs> and you're over here dressing a YouTuber? Like, like the yes, fast- like, yes, And that's where I'm yes. like, okay. So we have these, these people who have not accomplished much that y'all are- Willing and ready to, to, to dress yes. at any given time. Uh-huh. And I have these champions who are like elite of the elite because I only work with the elite, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but like, and you have the nerve to say no? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm. It just puts a bitter taste in your mouth. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I can't support yeah. that. I can't. Yeah. And a lot of times I'm like, why? I'm like, oh, that's not who we're focused on. Oh, but you focus on that money. Got it. Got it. All right. Cool. Got it. A lot of these athletes now are starting their own brands and lines. Are there any athletes that you feel like you really like watching come up or that you see doing their thing or like? I love Russell Westbrook. Like, yeah. Like he really done a great job. He took the time to actually learn the craft. He Mm -hmm. learned the craft for himself. And that's like one of those like moments where I'm like, oh, he asked me to work with him and I didn't. And I'm actually happy that I didn't because I don't think I would have been able to do the justice that he did for himself. Mm. Like he learned, he made those relationships, he forged those yes. relationships because I was so busy working on like Dwayne that I wouldn't have had time to build two different guys. Yeah. And I mean, he really cares about every single detail. Like I've talked to him about it where he's just like, mm. I can't do this because we're focusing on this. And he actually takes the time. And that's, that's really important because having a clothing brand is hard. It is a like it is a suckle like yeah, of money. Like, yeah. so you have to have a team behind you that knows marketing that has the relationships with the retailers to get into there. Because ultimately, like mm-hmm. yeah, you can do direct to consumer, but what makes your brand is who you're positioned next to. So, would you ever have your own line? Um, I mean, I, I technically do for the jazz. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> so, um. I mean, I like to create for other people. I don't know if I would want the pressure of my own. This is like I have an actual client base and fan base that I'm focusing on that I'm creating something it's for. A, the, it's a specified direction that says yeah. like, all right, cool. I know how to capture this audience. Yeah. yeah. And we have a mission and a vision because the owners of the jazz, Ryan and Ashley, like they're very clear of what they want to do. Mm. And they're like, they want the note out there. It's the best logo in the NBA, honestly. Like when you think about it, it's a, it's a note. Like, it's a note. It a can go a- note. Yeah. It can go anywhere. So it's like, how do we put that out there in a way that's not like your typical fan gear? Because yes. like, but I'm not keep, wearing- But keeping the integrity yeah, at the same time. I'm not time. wearing fan gear. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm just not. But how do we put lifestyle, fashion, and sports together, which I've been able to do throughout my career, and now it's bringing it to the jazz, and I mm-hmm. love it. So is this stuff right now that's basically just available in the arena, online? We launched um, February 6th, mm-hmm. and then we did the pop-up for All-Star, mm-hmm. and now we're moving in- 
to the arena. So we'll do in arena and then eventually we'll be online. That's super dope. Ryan was telling me that Gail Miller, who was the owner, like previous owner for forever, came up to him and was like, oh, where'd you get that sweater? I love it. Like it's, you know, you could wear that to anywhere. It's yeah. not, it's the jazz note, but it's not in your face. And that's what it's about. It's like presenting the note in a way that it doesn't feel like it's in your face right. all the time. But you still recognize. But you still recognize what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, mm -hmm. you know. That's super dope. dope. What does it mean to be black and unlimited? Well, it means being exactly who you are, to be unlimited in your potential, to be unlimited in your creativity, to be unlimited in your imagination, and to be unlimited in your vision. Throughout the year, join Walmart in amplifying the voices of black brands and creators, giving them a stage to spotlight their unlimited brilliance. That's black and unlimited. Visit walmart.com forward slash black and unlimited to learn more. But I feel like you have other ties to Utah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yes. I know that you, like, you know, you have all this business going on, but you recently made a, well, recently, what, four or five years? It'll be four years in June. Four years made a, is it a religious conversion? It would be a conversion, yes, because yeah. um, I was not checking for God and Jesus before. Like, I did, and then I didn't, um, yeah. and now I'm back. But, um, yeah, it was... <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I'm back, I believe, yeah. um, and I, I plan on believing forever because I, I have a testimony. So just to clear it up a little bit for you, um, about four years ago... Callian joined the Church of Saints. Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's it's a, a mouthful. It is long. It's it a, is long. You can just say LDS. AKA. That's the acronym, LDS. Damn, that's the acronym they were using in that that movie I, I watched, LDS. <laughs> that's tricky. She's a Mormon. <laughs> and now, when I met Callian, on top of being top of the world in her career, she pretty much was on top of the world when her social life also. Like, this is a girl mm -hmm. that, like... On top of the table. I was going to add. Yeah, I was going to also add, what color, what color was her hair at that time? Fire red. Probably, like, <laughs> red, red, pink, blue, like... Fire what, red. Honestly, whatever could match her fit. Whatever. It I actually wasn't about, like, what her hair was that week. It was like, what did her, did it match her fit tonight or not? Right? Or, like, time. did it play I'm off ready. her glasses? Like, you yes, know. anything. So her hair is you were, are, still are, so I don't want to take word, but just in speaking in past, were a big personality. Mm -hmm. I might argue a little bit of a party animal. Um, Absolutely. I like to say I'm like professional partier number one. Yeah. Like nobody could out party me. Like professional partier number Trinidad. one. Trinidad. Like, she, she's, yeah, thank you. Yeah, hello. So anyhow, that was a lot wow. of your personality. Right? A lot of people knew if you were going to be a Cali, you were going to have a good time. Yeah. She was going to know where to go, all the things. Like, I still think that's part of my personality. Like, my party, like my party trick today, like right now, if we were like, all right, Cali, like, go, I'm doing a split. I still do a split. <laughs> like, I break out my splits anywhere. I'm the same girl. Like, yeah, I yeah, still yeah. love yeah. to like dance. I still love to party. Like, I'm usually the last man standing because when people drink, they tend to check out. They yeah, yeah. That's so I'm true. like, all right, guys. Get in the car. I'm driving everybody. So now everyone has a designated driver. And I'm, I'm no judgment. Like, yeah. do you? Because I didn't want to be judged when I lived my life the way I lived it. So, you know. But then how does one go from being the life of the party and drinking and doing all those things to becoming a Mormon? 
So I actually quit drinking two years before I converted, which, okay. you know, once again, it's like that alignment, like God knows what you need to do. That's right. And uh-huh. he prepared you. He, yeah. He, he, that he was, was preparation. Yeah. He preparation. was getting me ready because otherwise, like that would have been a hard thing Cold for me to. in a way. Yeah. yeah. What was the last straw? What made you want to quit drinking? So when you have a child, I feel like you make a promise to that child to give them everything that you could possibly give them Mm -hmm. to make sure that their lives are as fulfilled as possible. And I would go into my son's room, Prince, and I would put my hand on his back and like, you know, positive affirmation of like, you're my perfect, perfect. You're going to change the world. Like, just like say all these positive things. And as I started doing that, I also realized, wait a second, my actions actually play a large part on how his his life turns out. Mm -hmm. So if I, you know, go out and I'm drinking and driving or just anything that happens when you're out like partying, partying like a rock star, you know, that would alter his life. So I was like that promise that I made him. And when I'm saying, I'm like number one party. So there's people who drink a little bit who social, like I'm like, Oh no, if we're drinking, we're we going. are drinking. Yeah. Like, we are drinking. Yeah. Why did we come here? Why did we come here? Yeah. We're not drinking. And yeah. you know, who knows what time we're going to get home in the morning. I wasn't really living up to my promise. And like, everyone's always like, who did you kill? And I'm like, I didn't kill nobody. Yeah. Um, but I was on my way to Mykonos. Dwayne and Usain were there that, that year. It was Usain's bar- birthday. And I'm like, okay, cool. I flew American. I don't know why. But the Me flight either. was, it was terrible. <laughs> the flight was delayed. Sky flew, he flew like American, but another way. And he ended up like meeting up with Dwayne and flying private with him. So I'm like, how did I not end up with that flight? Like, yeah, how did I end up taking this flight? I stopped in Milan. The flight was delayed and I had a choice between getting my bags and making my connecting flight. I chose my bags because of course, you know, I need my stuff. So I was like, but you know, I'll just catch the later flight. That flight was delayed, turned into this whole thing. So I ended up, by the time I got to Athens, I ended up not being able to fly out that night, missing Usain's birthday, missing Dwayne and Usain were out. And I'm just like, what? I'm creating this like prison for myself. I need my stuff. I need like this lifestyle. And I was like, no, nope, nope, no. Nope. I need to restart. I need to quit. I'm going to stop. I'm going to go to Mykonos. I'm going to live my best worst life one last time. Yeah, yeah. And when I leave there, I'm done. Like I am done drinking. I'm done with all the party favors and the fun stuff. And And I even did a six-month shopping fast where I didn't shop for six months. And... I just did a reset and it was, it was scary at first because I was like, am I going to be able to do this? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, Resets can be scary. Yeah. Am I going to like, I didn't tell anybody that I wasn't drinking for a while. Cause one, I didn't know if I was going to actually stay not drinking, uh-huh, uh-huh. but then also I didn't want that judgment. People like, Oh, Oh, you know, everyone's always like, Oh, have a drink. Oh, blah, blah. Like, so I would drink like mocktails and I would have like a drink like this or, you know, and pretend like I was drinking for a while and then slowly I would tell people like oh I don't drink anymore and you know I don't miss it not one bit don't look back like I love I love being present absolutely do you feel like it made it easier to transition into what your mission became um a hundred percent because I would not have been in a space and a place to accept the word and accept what God was trying to tell me Mm because I would have had all the noise that comes from like being out in the world. I find that when you're drinking and when you're, you know, doing other stuff, that's, you know, party favors, mm-hmm. um, you tend to end up, like, you tend to just go into places you don't really need to be. Absolutely. And so nights were longer than they needed to be. Like, my focus the next day, sometimes I'm like, how did I make it this far? Because, whoo! <laughs> like, oh, but that's how I know that somebody was guiding my life guiding my purpose. And I also, like, I think when I decided to quit drinking, it was like, 
I felt my luck running out too. I think like you actually can feel like your luck hmm. running out. Like you mm-hmm. feel like when it's like, okay. That could have not ended how it ended. Yeah. That shit could have been way yes. different. Yes. Fuck. Way- and I'm glad I made it. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I made it, but I don't know. My guardian angel tired. She's like, boo. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm on my last. Yeah, girl, I need you to get it together fast because I can't protect you. Without trying to justify going out and partying and all of that, how much of that did you actually pull, like, creativity from? I really don't think I found inspiration. I did create a lot of, like, relationships from that because, okay. you know, you know, partiers like to party. Yeah. So, yes, yes. There were a lot of relationships that I built from being out and about. And, I mean, when I could Ending drinking, up in a car with somebody. You're like, so oh, shit. Some random person, yeah. That yeah. You, like, or you end up at a house party in the hills and all yeah. of a sudden, like, you have a relationship with them and you still have relationships with them. So, like... I would not say like, oh, there was no benefit of it. Yeah. But I also know that I've also formed meaningful relationships without. since. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, mm-hmm. oh, without it, I'm not going to form those relationships. Like, actually, I might form even more meaningful relationships because I remember the entire conversation yep. the next day. Yep. We could actually sit down and like have a plan out an entire like something that we want to do in that And then moment. you can follow yes. up on yes. it because you remember that you it happened. You remember that it happened. Yeah, and yeah. I have a lot of sober friends that those are part of like some of my inspirations when I was like, okay, I can do this. And I liked how far they were in their career because their focus was on getting the things done. And I, I, I can honestly say, had I not partied so much, I probably would have cured cancer, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, Girl, I think that you shit know, all the time. Like, I'm damn, sure. if I would have just like, focused, where really would I Where be? would I have like, been? Like, let me lock right in one now. more time. Uh, where would I be? But you know what? Hey. Yeah. I'm not mad at it because I got experiences. Mama has lived. Lived. Yes. Lived. Not and eight still lives. I'm on my knife. Yeah. And so still I got to care. <laughs> and still living. Still living. One of the people you met through these journeys, though, was mm-hmm. someone named Clark. Yeah. And Clark was instrumental in you exploring LD. LDS. LDS. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Influential and in you even exploring LDS. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I think a lot of times people don't realize that explorative journeys like the one that you went on doesn't start as an explorative journey. Oh, no, a hundred percent. God, Jesus, whatever your belief is, <laughs> whatever. takes you there. Yes. And so I met him through Dwayne, like Stan Socks, which most people are familiar mm-hmm. with. He worked with Stan's. I worked with Dwayne. So we worked often together on the collections that came out. And Dwayne used to do this brand Wade summit in Turks and Caicos. And I remember like one time we're out and he's not drinking and everyone else is drinking because that's what you do. You drink. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, why don't you drink? So he just explains, like, he's a member of the church. And I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. But, you know, later on that night, we went to the, like, the hotel club, which was, like, 30 of us, like, dancing and, and rapping. And he's, like, singing all the lyrics to Jay-Z. And I'm like, But Wait, you do But you're kind of fun. I'm like, not- yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you're a Mormon. Don't drink. But you're, like, you're partying. We're, like, playing spades. Like, wait a second. But... Uh, then on top of that, he was all about his family, very family oriented, which, you, you know, in this industry, people are about themselves. Like you're not putting your family first and his family mattered. Like I remember the first time I met his wife, 
I was having a party for Prince, his third party at their house. And I was like, hi, I'm Callie-Ann Clark's. I can have a party here and you guys have a lot of kids. So yeah. it's like built-in party guests. And that, that's how I am. I'm like, yo, if I got it, you got it. Everyone's welcome. Like doors open. Come on in. Like, yeah. so yeah. to to experience that while in the industry is actually brighter than all of the, you know, bright, shiny things that are in the industry. And I'm like, and I'm just like, oh. I can maintain my family values and still be in this space. Yeah, yes, and I still yes. wasn't even thinking about being a member yet. This yeah. is just us like connecting and like. Just curiosity. Yeah, and just, just observation. Talking, yeah, just talking. And, you know, I started reading a few books. And then I was like, you know what? Give me your book. I'm going to read it. And then I'm going to prove you wrong. And he gave me his book. And I didn't prove him wrong, actually. <laughs> like, yeah. As we can see, I'm a member now. So, no, it, 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 that's not that's how it so worked. Dumb. But What were you trying to prove to him? What was to prove wrong? Like, well, what? I had stopped believing in God and Jesus. Like, I still believed in as the universe. Whole. I believed in a higher power, but I wouldn't call it God and Jesus because, you know, God and Jesus has been used so many times mm-hmm. to, like, mm-hmm. justify bad behavior mm-hmm. throughout mm-hmm. centuries. You know, mm-hmm. like, even slavery. When you talk about slavery, where they use the Bible to justify slavery. So it's like, uh, no, I don't want to be a part of religion. And what I saw from him, though, was like, you know, religion isn't necessarily control. People can use it for control or it can be guidelines for what you do with your idle time. And for members of the church, they do a lot of service. Service is a big part of our like church. And I was like, I enjoy that. Like, that's actually when I feel the most best. Like, Mm -hmm. it's when I am doing service to for others mm-hmm. but i have a whole come to jesus moment because when when god is working in and through you and has a message for you and has some a work for you then like you can't deny it or you're not going to live in yeah. your truth and like i couldn't deny that jesus was real like it everything just started aligning i got baptized then donovan mitchell's mom called me not because i got baptized but she's like hey do you want to work with my son and i'm like Like right after, like almost like immediately. It was, yeah, it was soon after. And I'm just like, oh, this is weird. So I started working with Donovan, started working with Jordan. And then Dwayne becomes a part owner of the team. Alignment. Sometimes we're sitting there, we're like, how did we get to Utah? Utah. Like we came from like the polar opposite. Like it's dry, Miami's wet, like (laughs) it's like diversity not like yes yes color but like how do we get here like it's the craziest thing and i'm and it's really like that alignment because we're supposed to be there you're supposed to be there and you know and i like i'm happier yeah i am more fulfilled yeah i have a purpose i honestly feel like you know members don't drink and there's a lot of parents who like kids now with social media and going out into the world Mm -hmm. they're experiencing things that their parents really can't explain to them and so me, as a person who has lived in the world and of the world, I can come back and be like, no, 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 no. I can tell you why it doesn't make sense. Yes. No, your parents can tell you why you can't drink because they've never drank, but I can tell you why. Or I can tell you why you should respect your body more or why you should, you know, focus your energies and make sure that you build yourself up first before you try to be in that world because it will eat you alive. Mm-hmm. Did your husband also convert? No, he did not convert. I'm the only member in my family. Is does he have like a spiritual background, religious background? Is he does he practice anything? He or? doesn't practice anything. His parents are actually Buddhist. Um, okay, and like they're practicing Buddhist, and he, hmm. yeah, he he's a good person. I'll say he's a better Mormon than I am. Like mm. he really is. Like he's very like, what do you need? Um, he's, he's nice to people where sometimes I'm working on my, you know, my Christ light. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes I, 
my mouth gets me in trouble, but you know. <laughs> yeah. From my understanding, there are a lot of rules. Like I was going to ask you, do you have this long skirt on here today? Because that's a part of your new fashion. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. So okay. I, actually, I actually like long skirts, but okay. um, no. So as a member, you can wear whatever. As okay. There's another level to it where you do your endowments, which is where you go. You can then go to the temple. Then that's where you do have wardrobe restrictions because you wear garments. Um, but just in life or just to, to temple in life. Oh. So I'm wearing them right now, but Interesting. yeah, but they're not like, they're not that restrictive. Like you can wear it like you can wear it like, you know, like yeah. you wouldn't see them. Mm, uh, yeah. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so are you allowed to be married to someone who's not from the church? Yeah. And have you guys spoken about how you're going to raise your children? I believe in my kids finding their own way. Like okay. I think that. Yeah. Having that testimony for yourself, it makes it stronger. Mm -hmm. I feel like as a convert, I have a stronger testimony than people who were like raised in the faith just because that's just what you've known. Whereas Mm -hmm. for me, Mm -hmm. I had to go find it. I had to build it. Um, And my eight-year-old, well, he's nine now. I give him the option. Every Sunday I say, hey, do you want to go to church? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's up to him. I also felt like after church every Sunday, I would have to say like, Hey, Prince, I know you're supposed to listen to them and everything, but Jesus isn't white. So there's that conflict where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to force you to go somewhere where I also have to then explain like that Jesus is not white. After my three-year-old now, I take him to church because he loves it. And just this Sunday, we were feeding the missionaries and Prince did a prayer. And then the little one was like, I want to pray. And he's like, close eyes, close eyes. It's like, we're like, I don't know what you're saying. But, you know, I think because he's so young, that I take him, but if at any point in time he said he didn't want to go, then I wouldn't make him go. Like, you know, I feel like the way we live our lives is just as much of a testimony of Jesus Christ uh, than going to church. I feel like we can be our own church. I love it because it centers me and getting up every Sunday is a commitment and making sure that you go to church is a commitment. And those things say like, oh yeah, I want to be a part of this. But also I feel like if you know, if your church is at home, then that's what it is. It's interesting. I totally agree with that. But I also really do believe that it's in the Bible that where two or more are gathered, God is present. Mm-hmm. Right. And there is something about getting up, especially those of us that got super comfortable in the pandemic doing church from home or on our couches or whatever. There is something, yes, about the dedication, but there is something more about the way that the presence of the Lord moves through a mm-hmm. space where everybody has dedicated energy. Yeah. towards that, mm-hmm. right? That is just unmatched. It's a lot more stronger. Yeah. I mean, and and there's also like, sometimes I will have a whole conversation with somebody like in the club, like talking to people and everyone's like, what were you guys talking about? And I'm like, Jesus. And they're like, no, you were not. And I was like, no, yeah, but we- no we were. Like they, someone would come up to me and they're like, you're glowing. And I usually say, it's the light of Christ. Mm-hmm. Like, and then mm-hmm. we start talking about Jesus. And so I don't think that you necessarily have to be in church to do the Lord's work. I think that, it's actually yeah, what I agree, happens. I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're supposed to be doing that. it. We're supposed to be doing all the time, everywhere, and how we live our life is really telling on you know how much we believe and how much of followers of Christ we are. Alexis, yes. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do I believe in Jesus? I believe in Jesus. I believe that Jesus existed, mm-hmm. and um, living in Israel, visiting Bethlehem, mm-hmm. and the many. People that will come and try to walk the footsteps and also just be there in the presence of just what they have read. So 
living there validated mm-hmm. existence. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Absolutely. What were you born into? I went to a United Methodist, so just Christian. Easter, Christmas, Bible study, and in the choir. So all of that Mm -hmm. and worshiping on Sundays. And then um, living in Israel, that's when I just started opening up even more. But even just from traveling, traveling to Asia, traveling in the Middle East, there's different religions. I've been to the Vatican. I've also been inside mosques. And, and, and temples and and, felt. And, and and felt that spirit. Yeah. I feel like because I've had so much human experience, I have to listen. I just feel like that's just the way it is. And if you do read, whatever you're reading, they all are going back to the same root. Same. <laughs> same. <the> same root. <laughs> so just talking and opening up to everyone, you know, just kind of formed my, my, I don't want to say my own religion because I can't say that. Yeah. But my spirituality my rooted of my spirituality is God at the God. end of the day. That is my pinnacle. Mm-hmm. I think the basis of all like religion or faith, it's always like faith, love, charity. And if you mm-hmm. keep that like at the center. That's the integrity of yeah, it. Yeah, of any of it, regardless of if you're a Buddhist, you're a Jewish, you're Mormon, you're yes. like, it doesn't matter what you are. As long as you are really holding on like Those from God, values. Like, faith, love, and charity like yes. that, I think, is really what binds us. And people forget about that. Absolutely. They get all like... They forget about yeah, that. Yeah, they get confused and like, you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that. And it's like, no, no, no. Yeah. You're just supposed to love like, that's right. and do for each other. Yeah. And that's where it gets confusing is that people are trying Absolutely. to make everyone do all the other things. And it's like, no, no. No. Throw it all away and mm-hmm, just love. Mm-hmm. But you and the father of your children have decided to raise your children under the structure of Judaism. Yes, there's different levels. Mm-hmm. Um, my ex-husband went to another extreme than I did. There's different levels. There's conservative, there's orthodox, and then there's reform. I am proud to say reform. That was the most comfortable for me in my transition, especially being a black woman. I work also on another podcast on Angie Martinez's podcast. And we there's she did an interview with Lauren London on grief. Mm-hmm. And she really goes into like, how much she had to tap into her spirituality and all these other moments. But one of the things that she says is that you don't have a relationship with God until you're forced to question your relationship Mm -hmm. with God. And I just believe that that is so true to every single person that I feel like at some point has found themselves strayed from their religion or not felt like they were in the right place. Mm -hmm. It took a moment of questioning for you. It took a moment of not believing for you. It took a moment of, like leaving the country, right? Mm-hmm, For me, mm-hmm. it took a depression where there was no, no, nothing else but God that could have brought me out of it. As soon as you battle with like, without, without battling the religion, but actually battle the spirituality. And I think you're supposed to. God wants you to question. Like, it's I believe not that about, too. Yeah, it's not about blind faith. You should ask questions, and He will give you the answers. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Uh, she, straight he, up, she, as you yeah. see, like, yes. After I was baptized, so baptized, you know, and that is the most, like, when I'm talking about, like, the best feeling you could ever, like, being dunked and coming back. And it's like, it's seriously, like, born again. It sounds so cliche, but it's like, you feel like a new person yeah. and had this amazing party. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And then that Monday, Sky called me and he's like, hey, you know, I have a pain in my groin. And I'm like, okay. So he goes to the ER and gets, like, checked out. They do a whole scan and they're like, we we think you have leukemia. I'm like, 
Like I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm like, my, like, my baptism. You like just the next. Wait a second. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, like, I'm almost in the same I just breath. got baptized. This is not happening. I to was us. like, I was like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm pregnant. Like, <laughs> just got baptized. I'm doing all the things. Like, we're doing like, everything like, right like, here. Like, what you mean? And yeah. I was living my best worst life, and nothing like this happened. Mm-hmm. So we're going through, and he's doing like all these tests. Going, to, we're going to see all the doctors. And I remember he looked at me one day, and and this is probably the worst thing he's ever said to me. But he was like, "Where's your God now?" When I'm talking about cut, mm-hmm. like it cut so yeah. bad because I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. And I was just like. And he said it out loud. And he said it out loud. But at that moment, I had like, it was like, once again, God was like, I'm with you. Like I, you were going to go through this regardless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This was something you were going through. Now you're going through it with, with me. me. And my whole mindset changed. Even where people are like, oh, but what about how do you explain bad things? I don't think bad things happen. I think things happen. Yes. And if you get a lesson from it, then it was just a thing. Absolutely. If you don't learn that lesson, that's then, where it becomes a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's for me was like that moment where it's like, even though I believed, I still, once again, questioned, questioned. And God it was like, no, no, I'm here with you. I am helping you through this. And he didn't have leukemia. We, we still don't even know what happened. Yeah. Like the craziest thing, like mm-hmm, <laughs> craziest, mm-hmm. like three months of my life pregnant. But, you know. Yeah, but that tough. also could have been a push at Sky. Yeah. That could have been just him getting like a couple extra taps to say like, are you ready yet too? <laughs> okay, yeah, all right, you're not she's ready yet. Ready. And that's fine. Yeah, like, yeah. God will just tap you a few times to say. Trust me, I tell him all the time one thing. I'm like, mm, maybe I'm still more speaking to you. But you know, when you're ready to listen, you can listen. listen. Right, yeah. whenever you're yeah. ready. Whenever you're ready. I think that is super dope outside of just being accomplished, outside of being someone that chased your dreams, that work hard, that values family. It's dope to see that at some point you were like, wait, but none of this actually works without me taking a second to really lock in here. Absolutely. And 100%. in the past four years, I've just watched incredible things happen to you. I've watched the transitions. Yeah. And it's even more dope to see you honestly really like preaching the word of God also. Yeah. You now use your social media to share messages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I share what I love. Like when you, you love know? a pair of shoes, you share it. You so. share it. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And it, it's, it's super dope because I know that there are a lot of people that feel oftentimes ostracized from a church or ostracized because of how they look or how they dress or Absolutely. what they've been through in the past. And so for you to stand loud, tall, proud, beautiful, doing it all at the mm-hmm. same time is important. Yes. It's super important and continue continue spreading that love continue pushing your faith continue being an adult wife businesswoman entrepreneur yes yes, keep going keep going keep going more 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 if anybody watching wanted to find you learn more about the shop learn more about the line what how can they find you so instagram is the best way you can do at callie and barnett for me the shop miami for the shop or counterpoint official for anything jazz related on the yes. brand Absolutely. yes lex yeah i'm gonna need another one of these you love it yeah this yeah, yeah. Actually really good so you're I'm a gin good. girl now i think i might be a gin girl i think you got me we maybe converted you to gin oh <laughs> No, but honestly, Callianne, thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. We appreciate it. It only took us three months of begging, so. No, no, no. I'm sure other people have had to wait longer for you. It was scheduling, scheduling, but you know, we're here and it was the right time. It's the way things are supposed to happen. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you for stopping by. Appreciate you. Peace. Walgreens knows you need your medications, but sometimes what you really need is a prescription for more time with your family or friends, 
or just more time to do what you want on a Saturday afternoon. That's why Walgreens offers same-day prescription delivery to where you are. So you can get more than just your meds. You can get your prescription to save time at the pharmacy. And when you have pharmacy questions, which, let's face it, we all do, Walgreens will be there for you with a helpful 24-7 pharmacy chat. So when you need to know, which med do I take before bed again? Or, is it safe to have a glass of wine with my prescription? You can ask a Walgreens pharmacy expert that question, no matter where you are or what time of day it is. And that gives you more than just answers. It gives you your prescription for peace of mind. Delivery is available on eligible prescriptions only. See details at walgreens.com forward slash prescription delivery. 